Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand, we have the one and only Michael Egan in the house. Hey guys, my name is Michael Egan. I'm Beam Suntory's National Irish Whiskey Ambassador. And it's a pleasure to be here with Pedro at Seven Grand in Los Angeles, talking to the Whiskey Society about these phenomenal whiskeys from the Kilbegan Distilling Company. So we had a little bit of their original expression, the Tear Canal Madeira cast finish, the Tear Canal 16 year, and then the Connemara original a peated Irish whiskey. We did a little chocolate pairing as well. It was crazy. Check out this podcast. Tell your friends who want to learn more about the spirits that they love. And remember, always enjoy this podcast responsibly. And that means when putting whiskey on your oatmeal, if the milk is curdled, that means you use too much. You're an actual Irishman, which is I am. huge. From Dublin, Ohio. Dublin, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was on a plane from San Francisco about two years ago back to Chicago and sat beside a guy for four hours and we chatted. And I got off the plane, he said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Dublin. He goes, ah, so many friends in Ohio. I wish we spoke sooner. <laughs> no. So how long have you been educating people about whiskey? Because uh, one of our barbacks, Tony, was saying that he saw you at Tales of the Cocktail. You were doing a presentation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam was there, actually. Um, so we, uh, six years with Beam now. So six oh, wow. years with Kilbegan. We got bought by Jim Beam in 2012. Beam got uh, acquired by Suntory back, what, three years ago? 2016 now. Um, and prior to Kilbegan in college, I was uh, actually a tour guide in the Guinness storehouse. Oh, really? Showing people around the so Guinness storehouse. Guinness it was too. like worked at Guinness, yeah. That's yeah, my right. father is really proud. <laughs> <laughs> Guinness, Guinness and whiskey. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. So, that's um, what he had, when, when you were born, that's what he had in mind. Yeah, he prayed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, six years now. Six that's years great. in the States. But this is your first time coming to... Whiskey Society I've, I've here. I've had a drink here before, but my first time in this room with the Whiskey Society here, yeah. Where have you been? What you been doing? You've been having the other parts of the United States? Other parts of the United States. Um, we have focus markets around the States, more regional sort of smaller markets. California is obviously a beast. Um, but I was with your colleagues in Denver oh, right two on. weeks ago. Yeah. The new seven grand in Denver if you guys need a drink. Fantastic. In the Mile High City. It's very dry there, so I suggest yeah. stopping in at seven grand. And um, we had a super Whiskey Society tasting. Right on. Uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. There was probably 30, 40 people there. Um, spoke for an hour or two on Irish whiskey on Irish whiskey, and then we had a few games of pool after. Nice. So it was nice. We're very yeah. excited about the Seven Grand in Denver for sure. Enthusiast. I have been here before. And then I've been at your uh, at Seven Grand in San Diego. Oh, right on. And then I haven't been to Austin yet, though. We were just chatting well, about that. Yeah. We'll get. We'll, we'll figure so that we need out to get right down away. There. But we're not only going to taste Irish whiskey tonight, we're also gonna do a little pairing with the chocolates that we serve here in the Bar Jackalope. You guys didn't know, this is like, we just pulled this one out of the hat. We didn't advertise that we were doing this, did we? This is just Katie being awesome. She's like, let's do the chocolates. <laughs> Stephanie's got a plan. You guys just both wanted chocolates? Is that what I'm hearing? You're like, well, I guess we're gonna have some chocolates. Um, no, it's gonna be great. So we have a, a company here in Los Angeles, Okoa, which makes our chocolates for us here in the Bar Jackalope that we offer as a little pairing flight. They're specifically made to pair with whiskeys. And in fact, one of them is an Irish whiskey. Mm -hmm, the caramel. Yeah, caramel. And so we're gonna get to try all these chocolates tonight with some Irish whiskeys. Everyone just got so much, I see a lot more smiles. It's like we're dealing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> 
everyone's really happy about that. But, the bar, it's whiskey. And oh well, and and <laughs> chocolate. Like we're really. This is like. Ooh, yeah. yeah. This this is gonna make people really feel good. Um, they are so good. I where are we gonna start joy. off tonight? Like, are we gonna start off with the, the Kilbegan? So we're gonna make our way through after I hopefully don't bore the ear off these guys for about 20 minutes uh, talking about our distillery and our brands. But we're gonna make our way from Kilbegan all the way through our single malt range, starting off with Tyrconnell 10-year-old Madeira cask, Tyrconnell 16-year-old, which we launched two years ago in 2016 or early, very early 2017 here, um, and then finishing off with the only Irish peated single malt on the market, Connemara. You Which didn't actually good. launch that here because I would have remembered it. Not here. Not no, at no, this no. bar. You no, should have. No. And we're gonna talk San because Diego. I know of a product that I want you guys to launch here. I know. We it's will. A right. It's right. A secret. We won't even talk about it. Amazing. Yet. You Too guys excited. have to wait. Yeah. Well, we're gonna start off with the Kilbegan. Now, I was lucky enough to be able to travel to the Kilbegan Distillery, and it's the oldest continuously operating continuously still? licensed distillery in Ireland. So. We always said the oldest continuously licensed distillery in the world. So our legal team went back to Ireland, uh, studied deep into all of the Irish whiskey histories and global distillery histories, and were yet to come up with a distillery that has held or acquired and maintained its license longer than we have. So Kilbegan Distillery got its license to distill in the year 1757, and every single year that license has been paid since then to today. The River Brosna runs right through it, and you, you probably, you saw it, you heard yeah, it. Yeah. But when you do go, um, literally, the, the river runs right through our distillery. They have a little canal that they build. Yeah, the River Brosna. Yeah. yeah, and that was always used for, obviously, for water, for making whiskey, but transportation purposes to get our to, to get our finished produce or product out to bigger towns and cities like Dublin and then export it abroad. Because you guys are um, inland there. We're inland. We're, yeah. we're, if, you, if, you, if my hand is a map of Ireland, we're literally in the heart of Ireland. It's right between Dublin and Galway. Um, but so the water wheel is still moving today on the river, powers the whole distillery. When you guys walk in, there's cogs in the distillery and you'll see them all moving that powers all the equipment. Should the river be too low to power the distillery? I'm talking like old school, moving the, the grains up and around and, and, and everything. Um, should the river be too low to actually move the water wheel, we have one of, I think, six working steam engines in the distillery that can turn on and actually power all those cogs and turn those wheels as well. Obviously, today we use electricity, which is, um, but there was a, uh, a water wheel or an electricity powered by water or enthusiast in the distillery about four years ago with John Cashman, who was here. And he said that uh, that water wheel is powerful enough to actually provide electricity to the whole town of Kilbegan and surrounding towns as well. So it's pretty powerful. It's a small town. Yeah, small very town. small town. Yeah. Four lights uh, in the town, um, but no, it's it's an amazing distillery. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's it's like you get to look into the past. The tasting room there is. It, they just really preserved it the way that it's been for like the last two hundred mm -hmm. years. They also have uh, the old Anais, the original coffee still yes. is there. It's a relic yeah. now, but the original Anais coffee's first industrial still yeah. is located there on the premise. So Did the you first, see it? yeah, the first uh, column still. It's upside down. Not a lot of people know it. It was it was put in as a as a for people to see, and it's it's it's. The guy was drunk. Yeah. And just thought <laughs> that's Irish humor for yeah. you. Yeah. Nobody knows. Um, yeah, we have one of the first stills. Um, we have and we still use today in Kilbegan the oldest pot still in the world. It's 187, 100, over 185 years old. Wow. Uh, which is amazing. It's a tiny still, and um, the neck on the still is literally that big. 
um, and that's where our rye has come from and everything in the, in, in our, and our distillery reserve malt there. Uh, so it, it's, it's it's really historical building. So when I went there, I was like, I was surprised they had this little tiny pot still. And I'm like, how can this big brand be made at the, on yeah. this little tiny pot still? And the truth is that, well, they have the Cooley distillery as well. The, the company owns the Cooley distillery. Yeah. And that's where most of the ingredients in the standard Kilbagan is made there with a little bit of what comes off uh -huh. of that little pot still at Kilbagan. Yeah. That's your kind of your entry level whiskey, but now they're. I know that the distillery they've got whatever it's the Maker's Reserve or something like that. What the Master's Reserve? Yeah, and Reserve. there's not. A, there might only be a handful of bottles of that uh, malt reserve or distillery reserve left. It's, it's a the, distillery. It's, you have to go to the distillery to be yeah, able to, to buy a distillery only release. But that is whiskey that's 100% off of that little pot still. So real Irish whiskey done in the old world style. Yes, of course. And we launched last month the first rye whiskey. Kilbegan Small Batch Rye. That's um, exciting. Which is the first Irish rye or first Irish whiskey to have rye in the mash bill in over 170 years. And that was because you found some old recipes the, in the, of in the, the old mash yeah, bills yeah. in some old yeah, notebook somewhere. Um, and we, uh, so it's a mash bill of, and it'll be available here hopefully very soon. Um, it's a mash bill of 35% uh, malted barley, 35% unmalted, and 30% rye. So it's not it's not like an, a, a rye in in what you guys would probably refer to as like an American rye, which has to be at least fifty one, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is made more like a pot still Irish whiskey, so like your Redbreast or any of your spot right. whiskeys. Right. Yeah. A bunch malted, of different grains in the same pot. Yeah. But again, uh, paying homage back to the the older uh, style or making whiskey or pot still. Which is it would have been Irish rye, which yeah. is a totally different varietal yes. than the yeah, kind yeah, of rye yeah. that grows in North America. We're we're really excited. We won. Even though, even though we're not technically called a pot still, uh, it's not a pot because pot still whiskey now has to be malted barley, unmalted barley, and no more than 5% of a third grain. We're malted barley, unmalted barley, and 30% rye. Uh, we still won in London last week at the World Whiskey Awards a uh, gold medal for, or, or winner, um, in the pot still category under 12 years. So oh, that's beautiful. Everyone's still learning a little bit about this new entry. Kilbegan is really carving out the innovation within Irish whiskey. I mean, it has it's a boutique distillery. You were there in every sense of the word, or a small batch or craft distillery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful, it really is. But we're excited. Yeah, Next well, year we have and the having new... the bigger company allows the little one to kind of be yeah, more experimental yeah, yeah. and take some more risks and try sure. some expressions that won't be in the mainstream, yeah. but will push the envelope of what we understand Irish whiskey Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this first one here, what do we got? So this is Kilbegan. Blended Irish whiskey, and this this pairs with the uh, the, the caramel, the one of the yeah. The, the thing to do with chocolate when you're drinking whiskey with chocolate is take a little nibble and give it a second to melt on your tongue. The idea is to really, you know, there's a lot of oil in chocolate. You want to get that oil kind of to coat your whole tongue, get that that butter to melt and really open up, and then try a little whiskey, kind of see how they collide, and maybe sip a little bit more whiskey to kind of take the chocolate off your tongue, but really take your time with it. Go slow and let it melt. Yeah. So the okay. whiskey, the whiskey guys before you, well, or as you try, um, this is our blended Irish whiskey. So in the main, the majority, vast majority of Irish whiskey is blended whiskey. So you have blended from an Irish standpoint means a mixture of grain, a mixture of within the mash bill of different grains. In our case, this is about give or take a percent or two, 85% corn, 15% malted barley. So there's a typically, it's a pretty high malted barley content on this. So even on the nose, as you taste, you're going to get a fruity note. Um, also, everything that we make in Kilbegan and Cooley is double distilled versus your typical, your, the perception of Irish whiskey is triple, is Irish whiskey is triple distilled. 
I mean, if there was one real perception of Irish whiskey, I would think, um, is that people would perceive Irish whiskey to be triple distilled and not smoky or not peated. Whereas when we reopened Kilbegan in 1989 and Cooley Distillery in 1987, the idea was to go against the grain, excuse the pun, um, and, uh, and, and really release some styles of whiskey that had not been tested in, in our lifetime, like uh, Green Ore, which is up on the bar side, or Kilbegan Single Grain, a corn-based Irish whiskey, but also double distill everything and then go down the smoky road like Connemara. So, it's, so can you give us an idea? What's the percentage of column still distillate to pot still on this first expression? So about 85% corn, okay. give or take 84, uh, um, and then 15 to 16% malted barley. And that the malted barley whiskey is coming off the little tiny pot still? or And then our 16,000 liter stills at Cooley Distillery. Okay. So everything that we make in Kilbegan mm -hmm. goes into the Kilbegan blend up until the rye. So we, we, we're now making more stuff at Kilbegan, but from a malted barley standpoint or, or from a spirit standpoint out of the stills, everything that we make at Kilbegan has gone into the Kilbegan blend. Yeah. So stick your nose in that glass. Yeah, tap some of that chocolate over your tongue. See how they smell together? Like when you're getting that sensation on your tongue and then you're also smelling the whiskey, they kind of collide in the back of your palate in that retronasal area uh, where your palate connects in the back. Um, and then mix it up and tell me what your experience is. No wrong answers here. So this is a double distilled blend. And you guys have tried blended whiskeys, I'm sure, probably a lot this weekend or just the weekend just passed. So this chocolate, it's, it's like a milk chocolate, but a darker milk chocolate with caramel on the inside. And then I'm getting this beautiful astringency as I smell the whiskey. This is really fresh chocolate because it really melts fast, the, the caramel mm. especially. Just I'm getting a honey, like a, a mix between the two things. It's, it's like honey and grain to me. Like the chocolate brings out the kind of the sweetness of the grain. So this is nicknamed the sweet one. Um, there was, I, I mean, before, a couple of years ago, we had four core brands. It was Kilbegan, Tyrconnell, Greenor, which was now Kilbegan Single Grain, and, uh, and Connemara. And this was the sweet one. Tyrconnell, which we'll try next, was known as the fruity one. Um, Greenor being the smooth, because it's corn. And then Connemara being the peaty, or the smoky one. But you do get a lot of, like, the DNA, if you like, if you were to boil it down to what sort of one or two flavor notes or notes you'd get from... Cooley whiskies or Kilbegan whiskies, there is a really, really heavy fruity note or green apple or citrus notes off of a lot of our double distilled liquid. You'll see that in the original or the, the Madeira uh, Tyrconnell that we're pouring now, and then the 16 year old. That, that core DNA is still there. That's from the malt and pot still. But yeah, definitely the kind of trademark for a lot of Irish whiskies is that fruity nose. Sam, what are you getting on this one? I'm just getting green and vanilla. Green and vanilla, all right, all right. Anybody else? What are you guys getting? If it tastes like Vanilla? whiskey, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Does anyone need another chocolate right? to try it out? <laughs> so Stephanie's coming around for second mark. This is Tier Canal. Now, this is this made is, at uh, the Cooley Distillery, yes? This is made at Cooley. This is arguably, I'd, I'd push the bow, and I know I'd get pushed back from people, but I'd say this is arguably one of the, one of the most historic Irish whiskey brands on the market. Um, this, this, this story itself uh, dates back to the year, or, or, or whiskey itself dates back to the year 1762. Um, and it dates back to a family known as the Watt family, W-A-T-T. And they became purveyors of fine spirits back in uh, Ramalton in Derry in Ireland. 
uh, but it was always their aim to move into brew, well, eventually distilling. They opened up the first brewery in 1824, around that area. Then in 1826, they opened up their first distillery called Abbey Street Distillery, and it was a huge, huge distillery. Um, but it was in the late 1800s, uh, 1876 specifically, when they really brought their, what was known as Watts Malt Whiskey, sort of whiskey that they made, to the point of global notoriety, because they had a racehorse that ran a race, and you'll see the image on the bottle here. Uh, they had a racehorse that ran a race at 100 to, as the story goes, at 100 to 1 in the Irish National Produce Stake. And the horse, against all odds, won at 100 to 1. And the Watt family, who owned the distillery and the brand, obviously won a lot of money on the horse. Uh, so they commissioned an artist to paint the finish line on every single bottle of Watt's malt that they made. Now, we had a historian, again, uh, to, to, not to harp on about the acquisition of Beam Global and, and Cooley and Kilbegan, but as you can imagine, uh, a, a global company now, we have to make sure everything we're saying is above board. Um, so we had a, a historian from here, actually, Ryan Rowe, LA, go back, to, uh, go back to Ireland. And he did a deep dive for about two weeks in Ireland into this brand. And he came back to us in Chicago in the Merchandise Mart with literally a booklet this big, and it's phenomenal. Uh, about the, the brand, the history, and everything. So we only really cared about, the most important thing we cared about was one thing, the story, all right, because this is pretty cool. So it turns out that everything is true, except the horse didn't win at 100 to one, he won at 16 to one. So, <laughs> but we were like, damn it. But as my dad says, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So for, for the purpose of this, he won at 100 to one. Legal or listening, I have to say 16 to one. Uh, but anyway, nevertheless, he won at, um, 100 to 1, and um, they commissioned an artist, and the, the whiskey actually, or the brand itself, the Tyr Connell, so Tyr Connell, T-Y-R-C-O-N-N-E-L-L, -L, is the name of the horse that won the race. And we didn't notice, but Tyr Connell's mare or mother in the actual race was Connemara, and that's nothing to do with the whiskies at all, wow. which is pretty, because Connemara is an area in Galway on right. the west coast of Ireland. But it was interesting looking through the racetrack and the program as to who the, the, the mother funny. and father of the horses were. Um, but Tyrconnell grew to the point of global notoriety, not just in Ireland. Um, and it's said that 60% of all whiskey sold in America pre-Prohibition was Irish. And this was the number one selling Irish whiskey in America before Prohibition, Tyrconnell. Um, if, any, if any baseball fans in the room, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the 1919 World Series, it was in the polo grounds. It was the Chicago uh, Black Sox, they were called, during that series with Shoeless Joe Jackson and stuff. Right. Um, but there's images online of the Tyr Connell billboards around the stadium, oh, which is pretty so cool. cool. I think that we're doing, I live in Chicago, at, at where Beam Centauri is located, but I think we're doing the same thing with uh, Jim Beam and Wrigley Field with the Cubs now. And a Madeira cast finish. Now, there's a deep history to Madeira cast finishes yeah, because it was wine, a really yeah. a, a popular kind of wine in, in the British Islands and in Ireland. Yes, of course. So it would have been, it wasn't like some great, idea like I have an idea let's put some Irish whiskey in a Madeira barrel and see how it tastes that would have been a very common barrel 100%. to have around yeah. so it would have just happened they would yeah. have just be finishing their whiskey in whatever barrels they had availability for it wasn't like they were buying used bourbon casks in the for 1880s flavor. yeah there yeah it was transportation it was, it was yeah get it uh, yeah um in fact there's still a lot of underground uh cellars and tunnels in Dublin that are filled with fortified wine casks and there's stories of still of whiskey still in those barrels or whatever's left in them, which is pretty cool. Um, but the Tyrconnell Distillery or the Watts Distillery 
shut down as a result, a result of prohibition in the 50s and then unfortunately burnt to the ground in the 70s as a result of the troubles between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. But the Cooley Distillery and the guys that started that revived the brand in the early 90s. So we released the original Tyrconnell and then these are our 10 year old finishes which, which, which were released in, early, in the early 2000s. We have a 10 year Madeira, Port and Sherry. So this is the Madeira, so it's 10 years, single malt, 100%, so single in Irish whiskey refers to one, one distillery. That's it. Malted barley is 100% malted barley. So first one we tried Kilbegan is malted barley and, cor and corn in our case. This is all malted barley. So it's going to be very fruity. Um, and then finished for about six months in Madeira casks. That was going to be yeah. my next question is how long is it finished in that Madeira cask? So stick your nose in this glass, breathe in gently through your mouth. What food words come to mind as you smell this Tear Canal Madeira cask finish? Yeah. Burnt orange, yeah. beautiful. A lot Sam. of banana bread. Uh, you know those like caramel toffee candies that your grandmother had? Butterscotch candies? Something, maybe. I don't know. That's what it smells like. It tastes like. I get a lot of banana bread. What, which which chocolate are we supposed to be pairing with this one? Okay, let's try it out. So try it out. Let's see here. I'm going to go for the Tawny Port one, the one with the purple print, because Tawny Port is a fortified wine. We have a little fortified wine cast finish on the whiskey, so I'm going to see how that goes. So nibble on some chocolate, let it melt over your tongue, sip some whiskey in there, and share your experience. It's beautiful chocolate. Mm-hmm. These ladies do not mess around at Okoa. Some of the best chocolates in California. Mm. Oh my God. That's damn good. So again, this, this is double distilled. Um, so a lot of people would, would order the majority of Irish whiskeys will be triple distilled Irish whiskies, um, a lot of the big brands as well. But again, we decided to double distill everything in the distillery. We have two 16,000 liter uh, identical pot stills at Cooley that are responsible for making this spirit right here. So, wow, um, quite small compared to some of our bigger competitors. Right. Uh, yields a really fruity flavor. So if you guys were to try, even after I come out, and I, I'll happily get you an, an original Tyrconnell, like the five-year-old or the five to seven-year-old, um, and the DNA, if you like, or the fruity notes are so evident in, in, in the original Tyrconnell and then just sort of ladder up to this guy here. So in the definition in Ireland of single malt, is that different than the definition in Scotland for single malt? Because you're saying it just has to be from one distillery. one distillery. Does that mean that they can have malted and unmalted barley in the whiskey and still call it single malt? Does it mean that they have any other ingredients besides malted barley? Because in Scotland, usually when they refer to single malt, they mean there's one ingredient in that bottle and that's distillate yeah. made from malted barley. Very similar. So when we refer to single malt, we're talking one distillery, malt 100% malted barley. If we have malted and unmalted barley, that would then be a, a, a pot, pot still. Okay, just yeah. wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Yeah. So I did the Pawnee, uh, the Tawny Port chocolate with that. And to me, that really works, but it's a different kind of thing. Sometimes when you do pairings, you want them to be very different because if they're really kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, they bring out interesting notes between the two. You get these kind of wonderful bridges between flavors. This, when I did the Tawny Port with the Madeira cast finish, wasn't that. They were no. like kind of very close together, which is good because it brings out more of what you like in both of them, so to speak, but it's more close together. They're not, sometimes when you do a pairing, they complement each other with a very kind of wide gradient. Mm -hmm. And other times they kind of like meld together and make something that's better than the sum of the parts, yeah. but kind yeah, yeah. of on the nose to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. What are you guys getting? Anybody? I just want a strawberry. 
Right, red fruit, yeah. definitely. I get that strawberry note in there. Blackberry as well for me. What? Yeah, I get blackberry. But that's, I mean, I'm from Oregon. We got a lot of blackberries. Not everybody grew up eating blackberries, I know. We were saying yesterday or two days ago in Chicago, a couple of friends and I and colleagues were walking through and visiting a couple of accounts. Wacker Drive was shut down, completely closed off because of just the crowds. Um, people hammer drunk at one o'clock in the afternoon walking around yeah. the city. We were, my buddy and I were like, Jesus, if only St. Patrick could see this now, you know? We had Whiskey Drink Society yesterday and started Ireland at noon. And <laughs> we were, we were, yeah, we went early yesterday. He didn't intend to make this happen. <laughs> Yeah, I really love this whiskey. You got, it has a, has a beautiful lightness to it, but mm -hmm. with those red fruit characters, the strawberry and blackberry, it's like great red fruit. Ah, it's such an easy sipper for me. Some of my favorite Irish whiskeys for sure. Last year, we just launched uh, the 15-year-old um, Madeira, Kirkana. So it's an LTO for, I think, I believe 400 uh, cases to the US. Um, and it's amazing to taste a 10-year-old Madeira, same finish time, and the, and the 15. So 15 in bourbon, three to six months in Madeira cast, 10 in bourbon, three to six months in Madeira. Just the taste difference and what flavor profile the, or flavors the bourbon barrel lends to the, to the whiskey in those five years, which I is pretty it. cool. And so now we're going to get to try some of that. This is my first time trying this whiskey. This, well, this is the Tier Canal 16. 16. Yeah. 16. I've never tried this before. This How phenomenal. exciting. So yeah, we get a little launch then. How long has this been out in Southern California? So we, we launched this guy, uh, this was in 20, early, very early 2017. So the idea was to launch in 2016. As I'm sure you know, there's always a few road bumps uh, met along the way, thank you. And uh, we ended up launching in very early 2017. Uh, but this is 16 years in bourbon. It was uh, the oldest Tyrconnell that we released to the United States. There is a Tyrconnell 18 year old single cask available at home. Um, and there are some older expressions that have that Cooley have released prior to being being involved as well. Um, but it's uh, it's it's was the oldest. We just released. We're releasing next month a 16 year old sherry cask as well. Um, but this is an LTO or a limited time offering. All bourbon barrels. So 16 years in those. We go over to Kentucky and get those uh, Maker's Mark, those Jim Beam barrels. You walk into Kilbegan, I'm sure you're in the warehouse. You you see Wild Turkey, Heaven Hill barrels. So. Prior to Beam, it was whatever was most cost-effective that we right, could get our hands yeah. on that met Bottom the, the from brokers, yeah, barrel brokers, the, and that met the sort of flavor profile that we desired <clears> to, <throat> to get to. Now there are a lot of Jim Beam, a lot of a lot of our brands. Yeah, so yeah. you're buying whiskeys, buying barrels from yourself. Yeah, which, which is, is perfect. Well, we recycle in Ireland. You know, we take them over and use them two or three more times. And so in America, we store our whiskey in the barrels on the side. But in Ireland, you guys yeah, we, we, put them we up on the end. Up, yeah, yeah. So why is that? Well, we figured that well, it's funny when it comes to maturation in Ireland. We have, unlike Kentucky, say, for instance, where you'll roll your barrels and you'll move them around, we have a, a really temperate climate in Ireland. So it's, it's terrible for skiing in the winter or for sunbathing in the summer, but perfect for consistent whiskey maturation. So you're talking 16 years here literally 16 years of maturation from, from A to Z uh, in those 16 years. Whereas the, the, the temperate extremes, the really cold winters, the really hot winters or summers that you might get in Kentucky or the cold winters you get in Scotland will, won't affect maturation. It's still time, but it'll affect the interaction between the, the spirit and the wood. Whereas in Ireland, we just have a consistent maturation. So What's the angel share in, in those warehouses in, two, in Ireland? Just over 2%. And do you guys keep your barrels stored at the Cooley facility? Or do and you have Kilbegan. A, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and Kilbegan. We have okay. an unbelievable warehouse 
Um, I'm surprised you didn't get in there, or did you? Wait, is at, it, was it like a, it's like a... Er, at the er, dome, it's yeah, yeah. It's a Beric kind but, of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting mesh dome um, in, in Kilbegan, but then underneath the offices, we have a, a very, very uh, old warehouse that held some of our oldest stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Um, they wouldn't let me get down there. They probably would have, yeah. I think uh, there's no security. There's just a sign that says, please do not enter. You can just walk in. <laughs> That's literally the security. I'm going to remember that next time I'm yeah. there. And you guys, uh, as I remember, you had a, a female master blender there yes. at, at Kilbane, yeah, right? Yeah, Andrina. Andrina, yeah. one of the few female master blenders in the business. I know, yeah. And Andrina was really, really talented. Um, and she's gone and she's doing amazing work at one of our competitors, Tullamore Jew. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. But I don't mind. Like, she's, she's super. Like, she's, she's awesome. And, and it's, their, it's their gain, really. Um, so but we have Sarah Dowling okay. now as a, as a blender. Sarah's, oh, so another Sarah, female in yeah. there. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, women in whiskey, right? Yes, of course. But for no reason, she was just the best person for the job, you know? And she's, she's responsible for releasing our, our rye. She's responsible for this. She's responsible for our 15 or 16 now next year. And then all the innovations down the line. Well, I mean, so many of the, the master smellers, like the smell testers at many of the distilleries, most of them are women. So it would totally make sense to me that you'd want your master blender to be the person with the best nose. Well, that's the only requirement, I think. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Um, but she's super. Yeah, Sarah. So let's try this one. Pick a little chocolate, do a little nibble, melt it on your tongue, sip a little whiskey, and please tell me what it's like. So again, this is double distilled, 46% alcohol. So slightly higher alcohol content than the first Kilbegan. The other, the Tiercano Madeira was also 46 foot. Um, so you're gonna get a bit more of a bite, but all bourbon barrels. So that Madeira uh, sort of fruitiness won't be, shouldn't be here in this whiskey. For me anyway, it hits my palate and just kind of coats it. Completely, like it's a layer of, of of creaminess. It's also it's it's got a lot more char to it. To me, yeah. I get a lot more of the barrel character, that charred American mm -hmm. oak, and yeah. it's almost phenolic. It, it's not peaty, but it it has a little bit of yeah. a smoky Smokiness. quality. Yeah, to it. for sure. Yeah, interesting. So there's many different ways that you can get smoke in a whiskey. It doesn't necessarily have to be peat. It can come from the barrel, and that char can give you a confluence where you kind of get a little bit of smokiness. What are you guys getting? Which one, tell me your combo. Yeah, Sam, which, what did you do? Did you do a little chocolate? I think I did the peated chocolate. That's what I did too. The whiskey itself is beautiful, it's delicate, it's balanced, but it's also kind of astringent and drying, which I like the aspect of it. And with the peated chocolate, it's very earthy and kind of vegetable. Beautiful, and now this is, what's the, Allocation for this, like how, how much is this bottle gonna run me at the local liquor store, do you know? Liquor store, recommended retail price is $99. So here, mm -hmm. you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but around around, around $99. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. But so again, damn good Irish it's an LTO, whiskey. when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, we don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of the 16, 17 year old liquid. Right on. Um, and so how, what was the allocation for the whole country, do you know? I believe uh, about 4,000. 4, no, 400, 400 cases of the U.S. 400 cases? Yeah. And what's the percentage of the Cooley distillate to the, the Kilbegan this distillate is all on Cooley. this one? This is all, all Cooley. Cooley. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so Tyrconnell, really the only thing that we released from Kilbegan was the, was the sort of malt that went into Kilbegan blend. You know, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that we made, so... All the Tirconos, Connemara was all Cooley. And this liquid. is double distilled or triple distilled? Everything double distilled. Okay, yeah. wow, beautiful. Double distilled, yeah. Beautiful. Um, 
double distilled. And there's a lot more distilleries. I mean, we're the fastest growing brown spirit in the world. Um, I think there's close to or just under 30 distilleries on the island of Ireland now. And it's amazing when you think of five years, eight years ago, there was four distilleries on the island of Ireland. Um, so we're it's, it's a boom happening. Yeah, you guys right will now. have to build another bar out the back or another I'm, shelf. We will do what we to can. Hold all the Irish I, whiskey. I want to take over the ground floor. Yes, that's coming um, down the pipeline. Let's do it. So, when it's a little curious because when you talk about a column still, column stills have plates in them. They're essentially yes. a bunch of pot stills stacked on top of, of each other. So in the old world method, double distillation would have been one one batch to the pot still and then another batch to yeah. the pot still. Now, when we talk about a column still, though. Are you saying that we yeah. run it all through that column still twice and no. you call that double So distillate? if we were tasting out green or, or Kilbegan single grain, um, or to be honest, we, we, we did taste out grain in the Kilbegan blend, it's a continuous still. So it's distilled hundreds of times, you know. Um, we run it through two column stills or run it through the column still twice, but within that column still, it's three stories high in Cooley Distillery. There's, I think, six... 16 perforated plates in the column still so it's distilled multiple times in the column still each time so you can't put it you really can't put a distillate a number on the on amount the of distillations still. yeah right. yeah but it yields a really really light uh spirit so when we take that spirit and put it into our maker's marker gin bean barrels it's going to sit there for seven years like our single grain kilbegan and just and that's why it's been dubbed the irish bourbon you know it's 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 a really really creamy sort of soft uh Beautiful sip. Bourbony flavor, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Almost like a hybrid whiskey. What do you guys think of the Tyrconnell 16? Beautiful, yeah? And this is the Konamara yeah. coming around now. Stephanie's bringing you guys all a beautiful little nosing glass of the Konamara. Now, which one of the Konamaras are we getting this into? This is the here? original here. Okay. Yeah. So, you guys, when you reinvigorated the Cooley Distillery in the 80s, did you also reinvigorate this brand? Was this a brand that had come from the, the West Coast and then... Yeah, so this wasn't... Connemara itself as a, as a brand wasn't, wasn't a, a whiskey brand. Oh, okay. So Connemara... Has anyone been to... Those of us have been to Ireland, been to Connemara? Out west to Galway? Well, Connemara, if you go there, I've played football dozens and dozens of times in Connemara. And by football, you mean soccer? Gaelic football. Like, oh, Gaelic uh, football, our, like our, kind of rugby kind of it's thing? It's like a mixture of rugby and Australian rules, or rugby oh, okay. and soccer. Yeah. Just really rough. And rougher in Connemara because the fields are filled with rocks and peat and everything. So it's, it's difficult. But Connemara is known for its peatiness or its peat bogs. So people tend to forget that one-sixth of the Irish landmass is actually peat. Everyone knows what I mean by peat, yeah? Turf. Turf. So I actually... I actually brought some. That's being burned. You can oh, burn it if you want. Yeah. So that looks like set off fire alarms. <laughs> we did an event on Friday. Uh, just gone in the Merchandise Mart. You know the Merchandise Mart in Chicago, one of the biggest buildings in the U.S. Um, and I was burning turf, and the fire marshal came up and was like, "Yo, what are you doing? We're after getting a, we're after getting a uh, like a ping to say there's a something going on with the fire. Imagine we got the fucking Merchandise Mart evacuated." <laughs> <laughs> or, or turned on the sprinklers back. I know. That'd be yeah. A lot of Connemara fun. evacuates one of the biggest buildings in America. So Stephanie's burning a piece of peat now. You get that now in in Ireland they call the smoke that comes off of the peat fire the reek. It it reeks because it's it's essentially mud with enough vegetal matter in it that it'll burn. But it can sometimes be depending on where the peat is from. It can get a little manure. It yeah. Can be, yeah. Yeah. Peat will vary a lot depending on whether it's a coastal peat or an inland peat. So this it is can inland vary peat. A whole lot. So if you were to, so when, when we when we decided to explore the peated whiskey option, 
it was, again, paying homage back to what Irish whiskey was pre-prohibition. A lot of Irish whiskey was smoky or peated. Um, and what we mean by that is, for those of you who don't know, when we're making all of these guys here, left of Connemara, what we've just tried, the malted barley that we use, which is soaking wet prior to, to milling, we dry it over hot air or coal or anthracite. It gives off no flavor. When we're making something like Connemara, we go out to the turf bogs, dig up the turf, burn it, the smoke that we smell now rises, dries that malted barley and imparts the flavor into the, 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 the end product or the, the, the whiskey that we're going to release, which I think is pretty, pretty cool to think that we have a Connemara 22-year-old, uh, which is our oldest expression of Connemara, which is available in Ireland. Um, and that's 20, that goes through milling, mashing, fermentation, distillation, maturation for 22 years minimum. And then we crack it open and that PD note is still there, which is pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, to think that that was burnt 22, at least 22 years ago. Um, but that's what imparts the flavor. So to your point, uh, this is inland peat, whereas if you were to try a Laphroaig and nose of Laphroaig, you get a lot more sort of sea saltiness off it. Yeah, maritime peat. Yeah, so this is like a bonfire in a Coastal forest. Coastal sweet. Yeah. Coastal peat. What are you guys getting is you uh, go ahead and yeah, do a little chocolate. Like maybe you want to do the peated truffle. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's too on the nose. Like I said, maybe you want to draw a bridge from different ends of the spectrum in terms of flavor profile. So this is double distilled as well. Um, 100% malted barley. This guy here is 80 proof, so a little less uh, on the on the ABV than than what we've tried twice before. Um, and if we were to have an age statement on this, it would be four years old on the bottle. But this is actually a marriage of four, six, and eight-year-old whiskey. So the four-year uh, brings in sort of fresh peaty flavors or mm -hmm. young peaty flavors. The eight-year has eight years in those bourbon barrels that we use, which kind of mellows it out a little bit. And then the six is simply there to marry them together. Oh, I did I it with said, the yeah. tawny port caramel. Oh, yeah, what were you going to say? You said minimum aging is 22 years. Uh, we have a 22-year-old Connemara available in Ireland. Oh. I was just talking about how cool it is. I think it's pretty cool that the, bar the, the barley that's dried over peat, over that smell, is 22 years later when we crack open the barrel for that specific uh, Connemara that we make, okay. is still there. Kind of... I just yeah. think it's pretty cool. It, it yeah. maintains the identity yeah. after yeah. all that time. It really gets into the grain. And it's only 14 peats part per million. Oh, so, so not heavily peated. No, it's not heavily peated at all. I did the the tawny peat, uh, the tawny port chocolate with the, the peated whiskey, and I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah. it, it brings out, like, this, I get this beautiful, like, plum note, mm -hmm. but also this uh, kind of grilled bell pepper. Like, uh, the smokiness is also very vegetal, and I think that's the inland peat. Yeah. The chocolate's bringing out that kind of like the green, okay. the greenness of the peat from inland. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorites in the whole lineup. It's, Beautiful. It's a one. different. I'm I'm a huge peat fan. Uh, I I drink Laphroaig all day. Yeah. Um, but Connemara is beautiful. It's a diff. It's a completely different flavor. We've got the Connemara back here at the Bar Jacquelope wall specifically because it is the cast strength. We do the love it. Fifty-seven point nine. Yeah. And I'm, that higher alcohol content really pushes the flavor profile forward. Yeah. I think it's one of the most unique. Irish whiskeys in the world. You've the 12-year-old out there as well. Yes. The 12, if you haven't tried the 12. Uh, so this, again, four years if we had an age statement on the bottle. 12-year out in the bar and cast strain here. Cast strain is the same age as this guy. Uh, but the 12-year outside on the bar is 12 years in bourbon barrels. And that just same peat level, but just mellows out, the, adds a bit more of the sweet sort of caramel notes from the bourbon barrels, which is love it. amazing. What do you guys think here? Which What was your pairing? And, and tell me what the experience is like. Anybody? 
What'd you try? What'd you try? It's it just, uh, this is the first like peat whiskey I've had, not an Isla. Uh, it's just very, you said like it's a different peat, it's an inland peat. And I totally can tell that it's not that same kind of like briny. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Peat, uh, she made the a comparison to Mezcal. And I was like, Are I think you? that's what, it was like a brighter, uh, like almost smokiness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's more woodsy instead of like fog heavy. Yeah. yeah. Sam, what were you getting? I really liked the uh, pairing of the tawny port and the Connemara. It's so unique. You don't see a peated Irish really ever except for Connemara. It just made me appreciate the Connemara even more than I already do. Damn, Good. these Okoa chocolates are really good. So you guys live here in LA. We can get these girls some more business. Super fresh chocolates. Yeah. Really amazing. And pairs so well with these Irish whiskeys. Really does. Yeah. Really beautiful stuff. Does anyone else have any questions for Michael here? Yeah. Are you ever planning on uh, exporting the distiller's edition to the U.S.? Uh, the distiller's Oh, of the Connemara? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's staying there. Is that what you said? No. <laughs> it's, it's, that's beautiful, though. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of Connemara skews that are only available in Ireland. I'm sure you can get someone to ship them over. They, there's some duty-free treats if in the Dublin airport. They have some stuff that's... Dublin Airport only, only releases. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah. if you're in the Dublin Airport, hit the duty free, make time for it, check it out. I mean, the Irish whiskey collection in Dublin Airport is one of the it's, best whiskey, Irish whiskey stores in the world. Like, yeah, there's so yeah. many. It's we amazing. have a Connemara Turf Moor, which is 54 ppm, uh, very, very heavily peated. And then if any of you come across a Connemara Bog Oak, um, buy it yeah. or yeah. let me know and I'll, I'll find yeah. out where it is and buy it. Um, and that was prior, again, prior to the high-vis jackets and the health and safety guys that were uh, brought into Cooley and Kilbegan in 2012. They commissioned the guy whose job it was to dig up like five, four or five, six thousand year old oak from the ground. Like oak. From out. So essentially oak trees that had fallen into Houses peat bogs yeah. and were preserved by the peat bogs within pulled out and then they made some yeah. barrels out so of So you guys have seen like the wood. old harps and the, the awards that are made out of these sort of old three, four, five thousand year old oak. Anyway, Cooley got them and they managed to get them to give or to buy oak and they replaced a couple of the staves on one of the Connemara casks or one of the barrels, the bourbon barrels, ex-bourbon barrels with this five thousand year old oak. And I'm sure it was a very small handful of casks. But anyway, they put Connemara into it and it's called Connemara bog oak. And I get a very chocolate, like a, a, we have a chocolate bar in Ireland called Terry's Chocolate Orange, which is a, an orange milk chocolate. And that's all I get. And I remember talking to John, our global ambassador, and asking, where's that really, really, really evident note coming from? And he's like, no one knows. It's whatever has been in that ground for 5,000 years, you know, <laughs> just compressed together. That's, that's obviously what's given off the note. But it comes in a beautiful case with a piece of the bog oak. Oh, wow. And then a uh, piece crazy. of the turf that's used to dry wow. the barley. Yeah, I so it's one of those. What was your very neat. Oh, I was just gonna say I I like that you burnt the peat and I thought it it added to the tasting experience as we when we had the Connemara. A little I, smoke in there. Thank you. Right. I was just gonna say overall I would suggest doing that with all peated. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we'll have it as the incense for all the next. Uh, <laughs> no. That was our idea from Kilbegan. No, no one else allowed to do that. <laughs> I've got a question. In, in terms of Irish whiskey in general, uh, here in America, we put a lot of emphasis on uh, the yeast and yeah. what kind of flavors come out of the fermentation. Yeah. You guys aren't using like your own proprietary yeast strain, no. or you're just buying like 
whatever yeah. you get at the grocery store. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Like, well, we, we're, we're still yeast. buying the same distiller's yeast. Yeah. yeah. But there's not a huge emphasis on the flavors that that brings to the whiskey. Mm -hmm. As and again, I think that I think our industry is so small at the minute, and we're growing. I think we're I think we're growing faster than the Irish Whiskey Association, uh, the the legislative body that's behind the the industry ever thought we would in this short period of time. Like, I mean, to go from four distilleries six years ago to 30 now. Um, With another like 60 on oh the horizon. Oh my God, it's massive, yeah. So I think I think it's only literally only a matter of time before the likes of Connemara, where there's terroir established within Irish whiskey and people start to claim, and it's happening with some distilleries in Ireland at the minute, where there's going to be different regions producing uh, different styles of whiskey. With that will come... This is my yeast strain, and that, that's why I'm, I'm, or our, our whiskey tastes like, like it does. So it's exciting. We're still really young, and I think it's, it's again, I, I do think in four years' time, when all these distilleries start to release whiskey, people need to start to build bigger bars. Yeah, certainly a very <laughs> exciting time in Irish whiskey. Yeah. Oh, does anyone else have any questions for Michael Egan from Kill Bagan? Let's give it up for Guys, Michael. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate it. Great to have thank you. you. Thank you so much. Appreciate really it. Wonderful. Yeah. Really wonderful. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.